Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the world. Welcome to the Atomic Drop Show's WrestleMania 26 Hangover. If you want to be part of the show, call us up and hear code 646-915-9116. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Ty. Hello, folks, and uh, you guys will have to excuse me. My voice is just a little bit hoarse because I just witnessed uh, perhaps one of the greatest matches in history. Shawn Michaels' career comes to an end at the hands of The Undertaker at WrestleMania 26, and this is your first stop to talk about it. My name is Kyle Cruz. Alongside my partner, Justin Time, will be here in just a moment. And, uh, Wow. I, I I actually sent a text over to Justin just a few minutes ago with absolutely, like, no characters in it, no words or anything like that, simply because I was rendered speechless. Uh, one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Uh, I'm going to put in my vote to say that it was better than the original. Um, both were excellent matches, but I'm telling you, the drama of tonight's match captured everything that... The, uh, that the match last year was, and more Shawn Michaels' career uh, coming to an end, at least for the time being, at WrestleMania 26. If you want to go ahead and be a part of the show, call us up and give your thoughts on WrestleMania 26. Go ahead and call us up. Do not be shy. Call us up at area code 646-915-9116. Once again, that number is area code 646-915-9116. And now we have a caller on the line. I think... This might be uh, my good old co-host, Justin Time. Is this you, buddy? Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the WrestleMania Hangover Show. I am Justin Time, and alongside me all the way out in still sunny California is my co-host, Kyle Cruz. Kyle, how you feeling? You know what, man? Uh, just uh, as an aside on that, I listened back to the archive of last Tuesday's show, and uh, I think I might have to call up. Mr. Todd Orndorff, because uh, if you keep calling in late like you did tonight and uh, try to steal my third, then I think that uh, I might have to go ahead and replace you, buddy. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. I had to hop on my computer. The Internet is a buzz. The whole Internet is slowing down due to the epicenter, the mega brain, the brainchild of this man. WrestleMania has just included Every mark on the face of the planet is now on the Internet expressing their points of views, their visions, their thoughts, their markishness to the world, and we are part of that caliber right now. Am I correct? Did you just say markishness? Yes, I am. I just had to make sure. I had to make sure I, I heard that correctly. Wow. Um... Wow, dude, I, I am emotionally drained right now from watching that main event, and really, four hours of WrestleMania tonight, of course, um, Mania had its ups and its downs, uh, for sure, but on the whole, what grade on a scale from 1 to 7, I'm sorry, not from 1 to 7, from 1 to 10, I don't know what the hell I'm thinking about right now, but from 1 to 10, where would you rank, numerically, WrestleMania 26 tonight? Well, I you took the words right out of my mouth, and I was going to rank it probably about a good seven. Yeah, um, I, I I know I I didn't ask you to do this, and I'm going to use this as a technicality. I'm going to say this is probably about an eight for me. Really? Like either a seven point nine or an eight. It I. I think that to give it a seven, that that's really a C. I don't, I don't think that that's really fair at all. Um, these, the matches that were presented, for the most part, lived up to expectations, and uh, man, I, I, I really did enjoy the show, and I think um, a lot more so than last year. So I will definitely say say that I, I already said at, at the top of the show that WrestleMania twenty. Six provided a better match between The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels than the one from last year. Do you uh, tend to agree with that? 
I would have to agree. No, man. I mean, I, and and I'm I, I'm just glad. I'm I'm just very very glad that um that the Shawn Michaels Undertaker match actually went went on last. The only thing that I didn't like about this whole them placing that at the very end was that we didn't get the standard you know like show closing rush job of a video. You know, let's yeah. Say, like, cap the whole show. That that's the only thing that I didn't like. Everything else was uh. Well, well, then about the last maybe 40 to 45 minutes of that show. I have to agree with you because I was looking forward to seeing – they always do the wrap-up, and the wrap-up is one of the stables of WrestleMania. Of course, perhaps the stable of – or staple of WrestleMania is the Undertaker's winning streak. I, I, I'm telling you, I still can't get over that match, man. It, it was – It was everything. Yes, actually was. Um we're still reeling. Once again, if you go ahead, uh, if, if you want to go ahead and call us up, then do not be shy. Go ahead and call us up at area code 646-915-9116. That area code is 646-915-9116. So uh, what do you say we go ahead and start start this thing off at the top of the show? Um, or better yet, before we get into the actual matches, what do you think about this set? Because I have the uh, the encore on right now, because I missed the first like five minutes, so I didn't like see er- see everything at the very beginning. But I'm looking at the set. I don't really like it. I don't like it. Well, what I normally do whenever we do the hard sells is predict how close were we to getting the whole entire card right. And I dare say we were kind of in the mark. We were kind of like right there. Sure, yeah. we were off in a couple little little bits here and there, but you know we did pretty well. Yeah, for the most part, I think there was maybe two matches, maybe two, where where we had it switched up. I think it was the no three. It was the world title match. It was the uh, it was the Triple H match, and then the the Legacy three way. Right, and so, that's excluding the Divas match, too. Yeah, they just added that on, like, last minute, so... Of course they would. Yes. Just, just ruin our entire song. No, just kidding. All right, so let's go ahead and run down the uh, matches here. Um, first up, the Tag Team Championships, the Unified Tag Team Championships, were on the line as R-Truth and John Morrison, Truth and Consequences, as I like to say. Um... They faced off against the uh, Tag Team Champions, the Big Show, and the Miz. And the match that was like four minutes, if that. I mean, what is this, like WrestleMania or an edition of Raw? Like, that match was pretty short. Uh, was an, that match was probably meant for a Raw, I dare say. I mean, that match was just in, out, boom, boom, done. Me and Father Time were watching it. We said, WTF, mate. That wasn't good, man. I, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of, of the match one because how short it was, and uh, there wasn't really a lot of build up for it, and so that kind of just like kind of ruined my interest right there. But um, I didn't really like that match a lot. But your thoughts on the match, though? Uh, short, sweet, and to the point. Just like uh, your little explanation there. I was hoping that you would give me just a little bit more, but all right. Oh, you want me to explain more? Uh, I do believe that the match was cut short due to the inexperienced and the hype of R-Truth and John Morrison and due to the fact that Big Show and Miz are really pretty much just now in limbo trying to figure out who's going to be the next big tag team that they are going to face because there really isn't enough big tag team roster is still out on the Raw or SmackDown brand. Did you just say that R-Truth is inexperienced? As a tag team. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. You probably should have uh, made that more clear because... You know, I apologize. Like all right. All right. Um, of course, the big show um, pinned, I believe it was Let's see. 
I believe it was actually uh, R-Truth. Actually, it was Morrison. Ah, uh, oh, chance. Okay. He almost had it. But the big show pins John Morrison, and so now I'm guessing that uh, the big show and the Miz will move on to some tag team. I'm not even sure who that's going to be. But those two will move on. Short match, I didn't really care for it. Hey, Kyle, looks like we got a caller on hold here. Looks like we got a caller on hold. All right, calling from, call from the 585 area code. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that this is our good buddy, Mr. Jimmy Z. Buddy, are you there, man? Hello, caller. Yeah, can you hear me? Jimmy Z. What is happening, baby? Welcome back to the Atomic Drop Show. Yes, it's been a few weeks. That it has, that it has. I tried tried calling a couple weeks ago, but somebody was too busy at SmackDown at the Staples Center, okay? Hey, 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 hey. It was a further moment type of thing, all right? Listen, when when SmackDown comes to town, you just can't miss it, buddy. All right, well, how about this? I gave Ben a real good idea, all right? You guys need to fill in on the show. I'm your guy. We have, like, a stable of of co-hosts is building up, man. We have uh, old Jimmy Z and Jay Gorgeous and Don Orndorff. Dude, I think we might have to give you guys a shot. We, hey. We, we might have to give you a shot, Jimmy. I'm just trying to do you a favor. I'm not even looking for a shot. We just want to, we, we want to keep the consecutive street of weeks being on, you know, going, you know. You, you, I mean, when Regis Philbin takes a, takes a you know, vacation, you don't see his show going down. No, he puts somebody else there. He's got a point there. Well, yeah, but as but as long as Kelly Ripa is on the screen, then you know nobody would dare tune out. So I mean, well, I true story. If we're, I don't know. Anyway, dude, Jimmy, what'd you think of WrestleMania, man? Ah, uh, I um, I think I think uh, it, it, uh, there's a lot of parts that were just really off. I uh, I I I was very. I thought the storyline going in was great. I thought the whole thing was great. Um, but the actual match itself, I mean, I walked in a couple minutes late, and then The Miz and Big Show had already won, which I thought, how long did that match actually last? Because I didn't see it from the beginning. The the uh, time was 3 minutes and 22 seconds. Why, ha- why insult WrestleMania by having a match that short? Well, I know the easy remedy for that one. You move the Divas match from off the pay-per-view to the, to a dark match, and then you will give uh, the, uh, the the tag team match at, at least another five minutes, at least. So I'm not even sure why they even had these titles on the line, because as you say, it's a disgrace to the event, and it's a disgrace to the titles, and it does nothing for any four of those men. No, absolutely not. Those, those four guys do not wrestle for three minutes. I mean, that's uh, a three-minute match is it, I, that, that's the part I didn't understand. But there was a lot of parts that were off. Um, I, I mean, we all knew that it was going to be Brett beating on Vince the whole time because obviously Brett can't take any blows to the head. But I mean, it just it was dragged on and it was dragged on and um, you know it, there's just too much definition of obvious happening and they're trying to do new things that are just not working. What was Kofi thinking going to the middle of the ring with two legs of a, of, of a ladder? I mean, see, see, I, I actually thought that spot was actually kind of innovative. Now, anybody with half a brain realized that he probably wouldn't, you know, get to the briefcase in, in, in that way. But it's something unique, and they tried something new. So I'll give them some credit for that. Understandable, like I said. But I thought some of the, I thought there was a lot of stuff off. I, uh, I think Batista for a second there badly hurt Cena, and. That one was that one. I mean, and not only that, but you could also you you could hear you could hear the ref asking, "Are you all right?" And then you could hear Cena telling Batista, "Hit me in the back." And then miraculously, Cena just hit you know got hit in the back. You know, I just thought I thought I thought the storyline was great. I thought the show overall was 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 okay. But the thing about it was, I just thought there was a lot of off uh, off moments. I thought they were uh, they were trying to do a lot of things that like I mean I think Cena and Batista were trying to uh, be uh, uh, luchadors in there and they're just not those guys. I I 
wasn't quite as down on the match as you and Justin were. I actually like the match a lot more than a lot of the internet does. Um, we that's because you're that, different. That, yeah, well, that's what my mama says, but it's okay. I think that shut up. I think <laughs> that if you go into to the match knowing that the these two aren't gonna put on the most athletic technically sound map based affair, then you could appreciate everything that goes that goes um along to add to that match, including the drama, the atmosphere, uh the facial expressions. Yeah, it was pretty much a, a not a plotting match, but it it was basically a lot of power moves. But I think that if you came in with kind of lower expectations like I did, you came up pretty impressed. Oh, look, look, don't get me wrong. I am not bashing the event whatsoever. I thought overall it was a great show. I just think there's certain parts, like Cena, like like Batista attempting to catch Cena off the top rope to give him, a, like, a power like a, a power bomb or to give him a spine buster, whichever, whichever one was meant to be. I don't know which was meant to be off the get-go. Like that, I mean, you know, save that for people that, for, for, for Evan Bourne, okay, and, and, uh, and, those kind, and, and let Kane catch him like that. You know, it's just like certain things like that. I think, I think depreciate the value of the match. Where those, I mean, the, the, they had a lot of things going, and then, like I said, it was the obvious, the obvious DDT, or what, or it was a DDT, or it was a pile driver put in whatever it was. But he, 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 he hurt Cena pretty bad. All right, so Jimmy Z, I gotta ask this you point blank: worst match and best match of the night. Worst match and best match of the night. Well, I'm going to have to go with the best match. Um, I I saw too much of last year's uh, Undertaker Michaels match in tonight, so I'm going to have to say the best, I'm going to have to say that the best match was uh, I I enjoy I enjoyed um, Jericho and Edge. I actually thought that that was a bit of a disappointment. You did. I uh, yeah. I I didn't think that it it lived up to to what these two could could have uh did. I think that like the final like two or three three minutes was fine, but it just it, the match seemed pretty short and it didn't really capture what the feud could have been. So I guess it's not so much the match itself, but it's the match along with with the build didn't really uh, exceed my my expectations, so I, I was kind of left disappointed at the end of that. One. I'm I'm gonna say that the match that I thought was gonna be the best really was on the bottom of the list, which was the Money in the Bank match. Justin, your thoughts? Um, I, I I really I was really I was very I was really I thought a lot of the timing was off. I thought a lot of the stuff they were trying to do was 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 just completely just I mean it was. Just, it was just, you know, did I mean, it, it just didn't work. And then Jack Swagger took like uh, maybe five minutes to get the briefcase off of there while everyone else was playing dead, which that, another thing threw, threw the whole thing off. I mean, like it, it made it put the nail in the coffin overall for the overall rating of the match, I think. Am I, well, guys speech, am I leaving you guys speechless over here? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to – see, I was rooting for Jack Swagger throughout the course of that entire match because despite him fumbling around for the supposed five minutes on the top, the kid does need a push. Out of the whole entire roster of superstars that they had there, Jack Swagger was the man that needed the push. He's been there. He's been ECW, became champion, came over to Raw, and then he just floundered and flopped over in Raw. I'm so happy now that they recognize the talents that he has that they finally gave him the Money in the Bank title. I mean, I can't think of anyone else more deserving than Jack Swagger. I agree with that one. I think Jack Swagger is a great villain. His all his 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 uh, exaggeration of American, American, American. I, I laugh every time. The all-American, American. Yeah. Or the all-American, American. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> so, 
So, um, and once again, like like on every show, I I think that I I really thought they could have the Santino part was hilarious, obviously with the Slim Jims. The Slim know. James. It, what, what is that? What it was? A slap, snap into a Slim James. Yeah, <laughs> Slim, Slim James. <laughs> so, uh, but overall, I'm gonna say I didn't buy the pay per view. I went to a friend's house to watch it. But if I paid sixty five bucks in high definition for that, I would have, I would have, I would have uh, overall, uh, you know, been like, well, McMahon got me again. Hmm. Interesting. That's just my I'm overall. I'm happy I paid about 50 bucks for it for standard definition. I did yeah. too. So, but like I said, you got like I said, I going into the whole thing, I I myself said to myself this is going to be one of the better WrestleManias in a while, and um I think overall, like I said, I'm I'm I guess I'm one of those ones that just picks out the negative. So before someone like I said gets the wrong idea, I thought it was overall a great show. Uh I think they did what they had to do. I just I just think that I think they're, instead of, um, I don't know, instead of, like, aura, like, you know what, I'm, I like to compare things to, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The guy had five moves, okay, did the same ones every time, but him, him, his aura and his presence and him getting the crowd involved with the whole thing was, uh, you know, just, just made him who he was, you know. Uh, I will say I enjoyed Cena uh, with the belt. Uh, after the match in front of all the We Hate John Cena people, and just they're all smiling like speechless. They don't know what to say. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so, But uh, except for that, oh, like I said, the build-up was awesome. Like I said, I haven't called in a couple weeks. But I've, always, I've definitely had lots to talk about, but I keep on the one, like I said, the one time you were you were off at the well, SmackDown, and I think last week I got caught up and. Two weeks before that, and was at a concert about you know about uh, 18 pack deep. So I definitely wasn't home then, and uh, <laughs> so you know it just. Uh, but I think overall, if we're gonna keep the topics for WrestleMania, it, it, it was what it was. All right, well Jimmy Z, thanks for the call, man. We gotta move on, man. But uh, hopefully you will call us again for our show on Tuesday, man. Oh, you'll be hearing from me on Tuesday because I, I have a, I have a lot to complain about as far as TNA goes. All right, we look forward to hearing all the rants that is TNA. <laughs> all right, man, take care, guys. See you, sure. Jimmy. Yeah, Thanks, man. Oh, uh, Jimmy Z joining us online for a minute, and now we have another caller. I believe that is our uh, fan, Dakaris. I think he's on the line, Dakaris. Man, are you there, man? Oh yeah. Hmm. How's it going, buddy? How did you enjoy WrestleMania 26 tonight? Oh, I, I enjoyed it, man. I know. I, ooh, I was so pumped. I know towards the end with the Michaels and Taker match, man, God, close call, man. Like my voice is almost gone from screaming so loud and stuff. Uh, I know the feeling. Huh? Yeah. I, I said I know the feeling. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So the cars. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, what do you rank this WrestleMania at? Oh, with me, I I I scale it to like about uh, around seven to eight, um, seven or eight ten. Yeah, because cause like one of the matches kind of turned me off. Yeah, which was and of what course was that? Oh, uh, the Divas match for yeah, it turned me off. No, no, no. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that Divas match, like like we discussed earlier in the show, that that match was just all thrown together at the super last nanosecond for some bizarre reason. Probably because they, someone at, probably Vince knows and said, wow, we have no Divas on the card. we got to change that real quick. And here's an, another point with that. Every show, you, or at least for, for Mania, as far as they are concerned, you need a come-down match. You need a buffer match. I believe it was WrestleMania 19 where there was, I think it was like the the Rock-Austin match, and then it was like a Divas match with like the Miller like Cat Fight Girls, and then it, then it was Angle and uh, and uh, Brock Lesnar. You, you need something that's going to, you know, have the, have the high, um, taken out from the crowd so you could have people pumped for the actual main event. And I think that that's 
I don't agree with the divas that they put in there. I thought that it should have been, you know, a legit match with some of the divas who could work, but I understand the premise behind it. Agreed, agreed. But they do need that buffer match to calm everybody down. But yes. they should have at least announced it. I mean, these surprise matches, we didn't even know about the freaking Battle Royal. Oh, yeah. Well, the I, I heard... was a dark match. So, like... Yeah, it was a dark match, and Yoshi Tatsu won that, yeah. Do, 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 do. Sorry. <laughs> no dancing. No raving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's right now, dude. Oh, 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 So, the cars. Before I let you yeah. know, all right, now, uh, I listened to the archive of last week's show, and I got a kick out, out of something that you did last week, but what do you think of uh, Triple H beating Sheamus, the Celtic Warrior, at WrestleMania 26 tonight? Oh, I, I was very happy. I was surprised because I was like, I didn't think Triple H would beat Sheamus tonight, but, but yeah, he surprised me. And I was actually happy because as much as I didn't like Sheamus, I thought he was going to win just because he was Triple H's friend and all and stuff, and I thought Triple H was going to get him over. But I'm guessing they're going to probably save that for Extreme Rules probably. So, who knows? Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of the question that you have coming out of that feud after the night is, okay, where do they go next? I mean, it's like tri- Triple H already pinned Sheamus, and Sheamus needed the win a lot more than you know than Triple H needed it. But I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of that. But uh, um, any other thoughts that you that you have for us, man? Oh, oh, with the money bank. Oh my! I had no idea Jack Swagger was gonna win that. That Who really called surprised. That? Who I, called I, that, that one? I, Never mind. I, who that, called that one? That match surprised the hell out of me. That was just, and even though I liked Ryder, he was like, I he was like the last person I I would think he would win that. I was like, I know, but it took him forever to get the, the briefcase. But yeah, but that was still, hilarious. Still, I found that funny. Yeah. I know. Uh, I was like, come on, Ryder. Like it takes you forever to get. But I'm like, he won. I'm just like, I wonder when he's gonna cash it in. I'm like, God, man, whew. that was just, yeah, and I was. I was bummed because my pick, Kofi, didn't win it. I was like, man, he actually took the most blows, like, took, had some good spots. And, and that, that little still thing he did with the lab, that was sick. That, that was, was awesome. pretty impressive. That was different. Was I will impressive. admit to that. I like that. Yeah. That was like similar to what he did last year when he just climbed the ladder when it was folded up and stuff. I was like, <laughs> yeah, Kofi's smart. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Very smart. I was like, man. And I know, I know that this. I know that this little thing pissed off my uh, co-host, Kyle, and that was a statement made by none other, none other than uh, Matt Stryker, is that Shelton Benjamin has competed in every single Money in the Bank, which is false. So, yeah, I know. I was like, 20, 23, he, didn't, he wasn't even in Money in the Bank. He wasn't yeah, because I'm like, yeah, I like Stryker, but that was a bad, bad call, Stryker. That was a bad call. Yeah, I mean, and uh, Stryker hardly makes bad calls, but that one was uh, a rare, rare lapse in uh, either research or they're trying to like gloss over history because I, because my Michael Cole actually said the same thing later on in in the match too. I'm not sure if you guys caught that one, but no, nah, man, I didn't like that call, and uh, somebody. Drop the ball on the announce team tonight. Um, what did you guys think of the announcing period? I I really thought that at least in the main event that they tried to talk over each other and that that that, that made for for like a very frustrating and uh, confusing match on, on the audio side, at least for me. Oh, the announce team. I, I thought Jr. was supposed to come back tonight, and that that upset me. I, yeah, because I'm not a Cole fan like everybody else. I just I thought Jr. was going to commentate back because he was saying like he was going to back at WrestleMania, but that didn't happen. I was like, "Oh, come on!" I mean, that would have made the made the whole event so much better because because you know Jr. can commentate his ass off, and that's what I love about him. And and I grew up with him, so it's just I'm just like I just thought, yeah. Overall, other, other I mean, other than my guy Striker and and Kane did all right, but Cole just. Kind of just you know as usual, 
Yeah, nerded that up. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Well, my thoughts on the commentary team is that uh, I believe uh, Matt Stryker, as much as I love him, and I think he is like the number two announcer, I believe that uh, he was pretty much uh, geeking out harder than he normally does at any kind of pay-per-view because he just seemed to be like on more pixie sticks than anything I've ever seen before. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, dude, mm-hmm. it, it's hard not to get caught up because, you know, it's WrestleMania, and like they alluded to during the uh, during the show, they're, they're, they're right there ringside. They have the best seat in the house, and for Matt Stryker, I mean, he grew up as a fan just like all of us, and trust me, if you're right there just feet just feet away from, from the action, it's like you really can't help your yourself but to mark up just a little bit. Just a little. Yeah, mm, I can relate because yeah, that's what I like about one of the other. Yeah, that's what I like about Matt Striker with that too, because uh, he's pretty much like a fan like like the rest of us. So that's what I like about his commentating style too. Because yeah, even though he kind of screwed up with that thing, the, night, the money in the bank thing with Sean Benham, other than that, he 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 knows his stuff. He knows his yeah. He's very well researched. So and and that's what I like about him. So yeah. That- that is is very true, but the carsman, we got another caller, so we gotta let, let you go. But go ahead, hey dude, if you got more to talk about, then e- then either call us up before the hour is up, or you can go ahead and, and call us up during our regular show on Tuesday. All right, man. Or shoot uh, us uh, on email. Uh, all, email right, well? uh, all right. All right. All right, man. All right. Bye bye. Take it easy, the cars. All right. See you. Ladies and gentlemen, Dakar. super fan Dakaris. Dakaris joining us for a little bit, and we have another call on the line. Calling from I know who this is. Or area code. Y- you know, I think I think I might know who this is as well. Okay, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. May I, can I introduce this individual? Go ahead and introduce this this individual, please. This individual is my David Hasselhoff to my Knight Rider kit. It is none other than... The talented Mr. Todd Orndorff. What is up, gentlemen? Rolling off a of WrestleMania high. How you guys doing tonight? We're a little hungover, but we're hanging in there. Uh, man, this, I'm still shaking, fellas. I'm still shaking. I was at a sports bar, $3 cover, like the greatest deal of all time. Sitting there, front row, first seat at the TV. I'm still shaking. Me and my girlfriend were both at the edge of our seats the last three main event matches. It was ridiculous. Like I said, honestly, I'm still shaking. Like, I won't be able to sleep tonight, and it sucks because I got work in the morning. What do you guys think? Kyle, you go first. I do, like I said at, at the top of the show, man, I give the show about a solid eight. There was a lot more good on the show than there was bad. I'll, I'll admit my vision is probably clouded because of the main event. Um, I wholeheartedly think that the main event – uh, sold the show, un- unlike what I said with you on the show earlier, the uh, the CM Punk Ray match or the Chris Jericho uh, Edge match. But I, I mean, I I think that o- overall it was head and shoulders above WrestleMania last year, and I think just uh, standing by itself, this will go go down as probably top ten WrestleManias of, of all time, at least. Really? That's a pretty bold statement right there. I'm, I'm a man of boldness, dude. That's what I do. But hey, enough about us. Sign, what did you think, man? Oh, guys, like I'm, like I said, I was so stoked for it. I was so pumped. I couldn't get there soon enough, and uh, it did not not uh, let me down at all. Um, man, like I said, like I said, I don't even know what to say right now. Like I'm, like I'm, it, it blew me away. It honestly did. The um, I thought the Money in the Bank match was good. I thought that because MVP was, like, such a favorite that he would have been used, like, a little bit more throughout the match. But, like I called it, Jack Swagger. I called it, just saying it right now. On I, record, I on called demand. it right behind you. I called it right behind you, man. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Jack Swagger, I called it. I think he's going to get an incredible, incredible push here coming up. And I think the Sheamus match, um, the way that it was 
set up with, uh, with Triple H as the victor, I think that's good because because you don't always have to um, have to win a match to get to be fully recognized, and uh, and I think it showed um, how much they like uh, Sheamus because you know he beat Cena, he beat Orton, he didn't beat the Triple H, but he he stood there toe to toe with him, and you know that that it can elevate somebody just as much as a victory. So I thought that was a very good, well, a smart move on their part. Um, Edge and Jericho, man, I called Edge. I did. I didn't want to. I'm a huge Jericho fan. I called Edge, and uh, womp, that womp, match blew me away. Shut up. Hey, man, I, hey, I, I was happy to call that one. <laughs> you know, and right before it started, I was about to, was about to switch my pick, but I didn't, you know, because of how heavy they're uh, they're throwing edge around right now. But you know, my man, he came out on top. What do you think, Kyle? Um, I actually wanted to change my pick too right before it started, but hey, I like you. I stuck to my pick. Um. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Wish we just shut the hell up sometimes. That man. Anyway, look. And Chris Jericho, Edge, Jericho won, and that was the right move. Um, no need to take the belt off of both champions so quickly after they won the belts. I think that Jericho and Edge will continue their feud, and it shall be, um, you know, more. Uh, more of the feud that we wanted and uh, we will get more out of that feud going forward than we did building up to Mania. Now, Todd, I gotta ask you. Was this match worth the hype? 13 years in the making, Bret Hart against Vince McMahon. What'd you think? Can I implement my two cents real quick? Real quick, even before? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I was, uh, as everybody knows, I'm like the world's biggest Bret Hart fan, and I was severely disappointed. Mm. Absolutely disappointed. Like, you know, word came out that he wasn't going to be wearing the pink and black and everything, and I was okay with that. But, you know, that's like how I remember him. And then the match was, you know, the boat, the build up of the match I thought was great. And then all of a sudden, you know, this like whole like like Brett screwed Vince and the whole family coming out beating up on him. Why wasn't there more? Uh, I don't know. I it didn't do it for me. That you know, to sum it all up, it didn't live up to the hype, and I'm pretty disappointed by that. What's your thoughts? I was disappointed, and that's saying something because I had low expectations going in anyway. Um, I guess we should have expected, you know, Vince to come up with some type of swerve, but that seemed just too predictable, and it just came off awkward. I think that just this unit in general has has just been very, very awkward. It hasn't had that personal fuel, that personal real-life fire that we really expected and I think that this sh- that this match was an extension of that. And it was pretty much an extended beatdown on Vince McMahon. Now, I dislike Vince, the character, as much as, as anybody. But uh, nobody wanted to, to see that going for like 15 minutes. That was, to me, a, a waste of time. I think that, that was painful. Yeah, it was pretty painful. I, I think that it would have been better if they didn't even have a match. If there, if there was just an in-ring confrontation between Vince and Brett, and uh, and just like in, in like maybe five minutes, just Brett giving Vince the sharpshooter, making Vince tap, and then that's it, and then just just right off into the sunset. I don't think that there's any. That, I I hate to say this, but I'm gonna say it in, anyway. I think that this probably tarnishes Brett's legacy a little bit. Because he goes out on top, but it's in a cheap fashion. He, he goes out with, you know, the help of the 20 billion members of the Hart family. That, I don't know. I didn't like it at, at all, and I could have really, really just gone without that. 
I mean, you know what could have made it better? If they had the return of the anvil. If you had Jim Neidhart run out there, I mean, the crowd would have probably been a little bit more into the match. Instead, you had a whole bunch of hearts in there who are kind of sort of wrestlers, but not too much. And, but, and there were more uh, female hearts than there were male hearts in the whole entire like heart lumberjack beat-up match. I mean, the match just wasn't all that solid, all that well put together, and I highly doubt that Brett was happy with the end result. But due to the limitations that he has because of the stroke, I mean, he did put on a pretty good match. Then one thing I was hoping for that he was going to do was do the figure four around the the ring post. I mean, I was hoping that at least he would have been able to pull something off or give maybe like a little bit more of a caliber of a match that we were all used to back in his prime, but evidently his prime is no longer there. And it hurts me to see that, too, when he was such a great legend. Yeah, 52 years old, I'm pretty sure that the uh, that the flexibility for the, for the figure four around the leg, uh, around the post is uh, pretty much impossible now. And uh, I, don't know, I thought, I don't know, like, it, that match is really hard to talk about because, you know, like, the build-up was good, like, like, you understood the situation, like, with Brett, but, you know, you kind of expected a little bit more. But, you know, overall, I'm disappointed in it. But, you know, heck, it was, it was still good to see the Hitman, like, one more time. Oh, without a doubt. It's always a pr- privilege and an honor to see the Hitman at least one more time. But it, it hurt me to see him in that kind of match, though, when he wasn't able to compete at the level that we know and he knows that he could have been at, too. Absolutely. I mean, the only thing you really ever saw him do was just drop a whole shitload of elbows. I mean, I I respect that, but we all know and we all watch Brad Hart when growing up that he tries to go out there and gives us like a 10 or 12-star match, and he just came out, and I believe, I felt like he probably came out and gave us maybe like a 6-star match. But in his heart and his mind, I know he was trying to shoot for that higher number. Six stars is pretty good. I was thinking probably more about <laughs> probably about a four star. Yeah, hey, I was giving yeah, them the benefit. That's out where I am. Yeah, I was like trying to be nice about it. Yeah. Now the one match that we didn't that neither of us uh, have to touched on yet is the uh, the show that, that the the match actually went on second on the show, and that was uh, Randy Orton, Cody Rose, and Ted DiBiase. What did you guys think of? Uh, that match. Well, uh, actually, actually, I liked it a lot. I did. Um, I was, uh, I, I predicted, which I'm sure that most wrestling fans did, that Legacy would blow up. But um, I thought, you know, I had this like this vision in my mind going into it that, that at some point throughout the match, Cody Rhodes was going to turn on Ted DiBiase. And team up with Orton, and then just be the living hell at at Ted DiBiase. So, uh, so then a new feud with uh, with Randy Orton and Ted DiBiase would start at singles competitors without Cody Rose. But I guess that didn't actually work out. But I loved the match. I really did. I thought it was a very good one. I thought I thought Randy Orton. Uh, I think he played his character very well. You know, he's a tremendous, tremendous performer, and I thought he lived up to it tonight. I would have to agree. I mean, uh, the crowd gave a really, really big pop for Randy Orton when he came out. That's uh, without a doubt. But I also feel that uh, the crowd was also chanting a little bit more for uh, Ted DiBiase, too, mostly because... uh, they want to see some new fresh blood like they did with Sheamus up in the main event and whatnot, and with with Cody Rhodes, too. I mean, we are looking at the future of the WWE. They're just kind of buying their time. And also, this will go back to John Morrison, where John Morrison right now is just flopping around down in the mid-card level when we all know that he's capable of being a main eventer. And whenever Vince is going to get his head out of his ass or the creative team to find something better for Morrison, he will, without a doubt, probably be a awesome, awesome, awesome champion going for against John Cena, hopefully in the near future. Yeah, 
so glad I left you all uh, speechless. <laughs> What's your take on that match, Kyle? Um, I'm a little surprised that he went on second, um, considering that Orton got one of the biggest face pops of the night. Um, the match itself was okay. I guess it played out in the very beginning of, uh, y- you know, the the actual uh, handicap match-like elements in the beginning between DiBiase and Rhodes against Orton, but um, I don't like how Orton got the pin here, and that's going to like shock a lot of people because I love Randy Orton, but I think that this was the time to give man love. the guy. Yes, right. Not yeah, like man love. Um, and, and, and not like Richard Simmons, like man love either. Um, but I like I Sparkles. felt that. I'm sure. Go ahead and I'll sell that. I think that this was the opportunity, <laughs> the opportunity to give Teddy Biasi the rub here. Um, punting Cody Rose served no purpose at all. I, I I would have been fine if if like our, um, if the RKO was delivered to to Cody Rose and Teddy Biasi was like thrown out out of the ring and Orton got the pin, but Orton just basically destroyed these two guys and now these two have nowhere to go after this. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, I I don't like the finish up of this match at all. But as far as the in-ring work, work itself, it, it was okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, like you Go said, um, um, about that show, after being on second, I was actually rather surprised. And with the quality match of the Diva match, I'm, uh, I'm highly disappointed how late in the pay-per-view it went. We discussed this just a little bit early, earlier on, but you need a buffer match. You need a come-down match in between, um, you know, in in between, like, your top three main event matches. Um, I don't like how this match was, was just rushed out there and announced, you know, like two days before the pay-per-view. I don't like that. But the match placement, I'm fine with that. Okay, gentlemen, I have to ask you about a match we have not even discussed yet, and that is CM Punk versus Rey Mysterio. Now, Kyle, what are your thoughts on that match? Um, I said that this would seal the show. It didn't. I believe that there was too much interference from uh, Serena and uh, Luke Gallows. Um, it just wasn't that good. The only thing is, is that the wrong guy won here. I think that there would have been more money in, in this feud if Punk, uh, I'm sorry, if Punk won, and then Ray would have to uh, join the Straight Edge Society. But now, since Ray already got his supposed revenge, this feud is basically over. I and it's a shame because this feud was probably like the top top three feud in the entire company, I'd say. And uh, I don't see where they can go from here. And I just didn't like the finish at all. That was the only downside. The in-ring action was serviceable. Um, These guys didn't turn it up at at WrestleMania like I thought they would. So that left me a little disappointed, though. All right. Now, Todd. Yeah, uh, actually, I got... I've got to agree 100% with everything that uh, that Kyle Cruz said. You know, um, the in-ring work was uh, it was all right. You know, um, you know this is my this is WrestleMania. You know, it's not a Raw or SmackDown. Like some things throughout a match have to be elevated. You know, have to make you want to like jump out of your chair. And I really didn't feel an ounce of that in that entire match. I mean, it, it was entertaining. It was like you know, like. I never took my eyes off of it, but it wasn't WrestleMania caliber, in my opinion. Now, if I remember correctly, uh, Jay Gorgeous claimed that this show was going to be the Ricky Steamboat-Randy Savage match of the whole entire show, too, and evidently that uh, he was wrong. 
Yeah, if I remember him saying that on the show on Tuesday, he wasn't anywhere close to Steamboat and Savage. No, this this was really, really, really bad. Totally agree. That's my thought on that whole match. Which match have you guys not covered yet, or did you cover them all? Because I just got home, so. Uh, I think we have covered them all with the exception of the Divas match. All right, well, what would you take on the main event, then? Since I never wait, 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 wait. Before we get to the main event, I have one note about the Divas match. Uh, and uh, that ties into the Rey Mysterio versus CM Punk match, which... Uh, okay, I'll take a shot at it. Go for it. It was is it the ever popular play to the crowd frog splash? Yes, yes. Um, there there's something weird about when Rey Mysterio does it. it. It I know it's it's genuine, but it doesn't come off that way. It 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 kind of does just seem like he's trying to use Eddie's name or his legacy to get over. Um, I feel that to be unnecessary because Rey Mysterio is already over and he doesn't need to resort to that as some sort of quote-unquote tribute um, to Eddie. Now, I get a kick out of it when the most hated heel in the company, Vicky Guerrero, that when, when, when she like kind of, you know, when she uh, plays through the crowd and she kind of does like a little Eddie shimmy, that that gets cheered. I, it's probably because, you know, that's his widow I don't know, but I just find that funny. I mean, watching that, though, she did get a nice little pop from the crowd, too, which was a nice change-up for her. But sadly, we all know that she's not a wrestler and kind of almost botched that. Well, she did botch it, trying to cover it up for her, but she pretty much just botched that whole entire uh, bullfrog splash, as they like to call it. But it's not that hard to jump off the top rope and just, like, put your arms underneath your crotch or your vagina and then pop them back out as quick as you can. Good Lord. Hey, uh, Todd, we have one more caller to squeeze in. Did you want to get in any last words? Uh, no, guys, that's about it. Um, thank you very much for taking my call, and uh, I'll be tuning in on Tuesday, fellas. All right, have a good hey. one, Todd. All right, guys, take hey. care. The talented Todd Orndorff. Occasional co-host here on the show, and now we are going to go to a friend of mine who actually made the trip. He was live in the University of Phoenix Stadium, and he's—I uh, believe he's on his way home right now. I'm going to talk to uh, my good friend Tracy, man. Tracy Burrow, how's it going tonight? Pretty good. Still stuck in the parking lot, but I finally got through. <laughs> Dude, hey, nice. hopefully you did find your car. Oh, that took about 40. No, actually, no, 20 minutes actually. Yeah, we actually passed it. Yeah, it was it was a maze. Now, all right, I I I know that I talked to you before the show uh, started. And, you know, you're you're you consider yourself a fan, but you're not like into it all the way. So, just yeah. from your perspective, what did you think of, of the entire show? Were well, you emotionally I mean, invested in the show? Um. I wouldn't have had as, I mean, I used to follow wrestling closely up until about, I'd say, eight, nine years ago, and back then I was really emotionally involved in it. Uh, here, not so much. Um, I mean, the good thing was, you know, I still recognized a lot of the names and things like that, because they still had a good deal of the card, uh, still had some names from the mid-90s, uh, so from that respect, uh, I was able to enjoy myself the entire time. And, I mean, I thought it was a pretty impressive spectacle. I mean, everything from the set to just the atmosphere. I mean, once the countdown started on the uh, video board, everyone was just into it and going nuts at that time. So uh, where exactly did you sit? And the only reason why I'm asking this is because I'm still jealous to the max <laughs> that I still didn't get to go with you guys. But where, where you know, where was your seat, dude? Well, this was a football game, and the Arizona Cardinals were playing. We were up in the 400 level at the very top, but row three, basically we'd be at the 50-yard line. So we were right in the middle of everything. Uh, we had a clear view of everything. So it, yeah, it was like, not a bad seat. I wanted to 
to ask about that. I mean, uh, wasn't there, like, a, a giant, like, tarp over the ring that, that was blocking your view at all? Uh, no, actually. Uh, nothing was blocking our view. I mean, I think if you were sitting up in some of the risers uh, on the lower bowl, you might be uh, blocked off by some of the railing. But uh, from where we were sitting, you know, all the seats are elevated every row up. So even if someone tall was sitting in front of you, you had a pretty clear view of everything. Okay, so so tell us, how was the crowd uh, electrified during the main event? Main event, I mean, that was that's where it really just picked up. I mean, you know, leading up to it, it was kind of dead. Uh, but <clears throat> the main event was, uh, I mean, uh, unless you were, you know, looking at your clock and realizing the time, knowing when it was about to end, you know, that I didn't really want to do. I just wanted to enjoy the moment for what it was. Um, so the crowd was definitely into it and you had people, it was a pretty split crowd. All right. Uh, and what was the lowest point of the whole entire uh, WrestleMania? Cause I know there's always a point when the crowd is always dead. What was the dead point? Um, uh, I mean, obviously the Divas match, but there wasn't a whole lot of crowd reaction. There wasn't a whole lot of people really paying attention. Um, even the, uh, Hart McMahon match, you know, at the beginning, everyone was into it and then it, just lulled to a point, obviously, given uh, Bret Hart's health and everything, he can't do a whole lot. Um, so, from that respect, there were some people that were kind of annoyed, wondering why they paid this much <laughs> to see a match like that. But, uh, you know, for me, I actually enjoyed it because it was one of the reasons I actually went out here. Because, um, you know, the time I stopped watching wrestling full force, it, he was still in the... Uh, he was still wrestling, obviously, for WCW at the time. and So, it was one of the reasons why I wanted to come out here, whether he was his full self or not. So, judging by your experience tonight at WrestleMania 26, has this show reignited your uh, your interest? Has, has a spark been lit again for you to become a, a full-time pro wrestling fan again? Um, I'm not sure about that. I mean, leading up to it, it definitely was. Uh, once I found out, you know, Burrow was coming back and everything, I actually started paying attention to Raw again, started getting into it a little bit more. That also helped me uh, recognize some of the uh, wrestlers that I hadn't heard of at the time, and it's also nice to see, you know, some of the older wrestlers, their uh, second generation, uh, you know, their uh, sons getting into it, like, you know, Randy Orton and uh, DiBiase Jr. and guys like that, so it was also nice just to recognize some of those names, and even see, you know, the whole, the big bulk of the Hart family uh, walk out and everything like that, that was uh, pretty cool. Cool, man. Hey, Tracy, thanks a lot for calling hey, up no the show, man. All right, dude, uh, I guess I'll uh, see you in the office tomorrow or Tuesday, right? Yeah, I'll definitely be there tomorrow. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a tough thing waking up, but given the fact that I'm stuck in this parking lot, I could probably sleep in here on the way back and be refreshed to go in tomorrow. So. Nice, man. All right, have All right, a good buddy. one. I'll talk to you soon. All right, yeah, bye. bye. Good buddy Tracy, who was there live at WrestleMania 26. So hopefully, uh, you guys got just a little perspective into what the crowd atmosphere was like uh, during WrestleMania 26. Of course, you have our perspective. Um, we both liked it. Of course, it had its ups and its downs. Um, would you, Justin? Would you, yes or no, recommend the replay and why? Uh, I would recommend the replay just for the main event mm. and for the money in the bank. I mean, those two matches obviously always always steal the show no matter what. I'm not too sure about the money in the bank, but I will uh, recommend it for the Shawn Michaels Undertaker match, obviously. Even John Cena versus Batista. I, I like that a lot. Um... Money in the Bank, I guess. Um, I would even recommend it for for the Bret Hart Vince McMahon match, if if not for it being just so bad, you, you have to watch it. Either that, or you know, if, if you're a longtime fan of Bret Hart, then this may this this might be the uh, you know the comeuppance that you really want to see. But we got to get out of here, folks. About 15 seconds left. Remember to join us this Tuesday night as we have Ring of Honor online play by play man. Kevin Kelly joining us. Get more wrestling to fall out 
and your official countdown to WWE NXT. For Just In Time, I'm Kyle Cruz. Good night, everybody. Serious! Yo.